Sorry if I said world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it. The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. I got one of those weekends ahead of me, you know. Got about seven places I have to be and want to be and can't be. And uh, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining at all. Please don't ever take it as a complaint. Just the reality of it. And I'm not trying to give an, uh, give you an impression that that's super busy because sometimes I'm not super super busy, to be honest with you. But this weekend is going to be one of those times. And I just uh, pray that you guys would cover us. Michelle's going one direction with a women's event. Bobby's got an event going on in Kentucky. I'm going to go down and touch in on the Kentucky event. Then I've got to go up and be part of an event that's going up in East Eaton, Ohio, which is just west of, of Dayton. Uh, and John Diamond's going to come to my house tonight. He'll probably be broadcasting from here tomorrow. Just a lot going on, a lot going on. And uh, uh, at the Freedom Festival, Alan Key's going to be there. John's going to be there. A lot going on, the Salt and Light meetup. So just just bear bear with me. Uh, listen, uh, there's a couple things that I really want to, I really want to get at here. Uh, I just feel really... I said to Michelle when I came before I came down here, I love my wife. The guy I love my wife. And, um, before I came down here, I said I don't want to rehash it because I noticed yesterday, and we get talking about the Jews and Israel, and well, the, the tension was boy, you could cut the tension. You could cut the tension because the reality of it is, all of us, as we, as I always say, all of us are uh, prisoners of the one who taught us. Right? We're prisoners of the one who taught us. And that applies to a lot, a lot of things, a lot of things. Well, that's the way my dad did it. That's the way we've always done it, yada, yada, yada. And the same applies from a spiritual standpoint as well. And so it's really, really hard when somebody brings a uh, a new perspective. It's really difficult for us to, all of us, all of us. And I, I struggle with it because as Charles Jennings was rattling through some of those things yesterday, I was amazed again at how little I know. <laughs> how little I know, Right. I mean, about the early the diaspora when they when all the when all the trail twelve tribes went different directions and all, all that stuff and history. Anybody say amen? Anybody following with me? Did anybody again? Amen. Charles Jennings said, "Dang, I really don't know a whole lot here." I, in fact, I can't even rattle off the twelve tribes. So uh, I don't I don't want us to get I don't want us to get buried in that stuff. Okay, because no, I, I want to make this point. The Holy Spirit. Um, first of all, let me say this. There's a devil loose, friends. Boom. There's a devil loose. Now, all you have to do is look out inside your window, and you see conflict everywhere you look. Everywhere you look. I'm telling you. Remember, we're cyclical, right? And remember, we started in chaos, and the devil's doing everything he can to bring us back to chaos. That's that's what I think. And I think we're getting ready, to, my perspective, we're getting ready to through the, swim through the chaos. The sun's going to come up. It's going to take a while, but it's, it's getting lighter and lighter and lighter. But friends, the distraction, I'm, I don't mean to call it a distraction. If we talk, Coach Stave speaking here now, if we go back militarily into the Middle East, we deserve whatever happens to us. If we if we're stupid enough to go stick our nose back in that that mess over there, we deserve whatever happens to us. And I'm going to tell you something. There's an invasion going on in America coming across the southern border. It's not just Mexicans. It's not just poor Mexicans. Everybody now knows that's open. And you think about, huh? You think about could there be terror cells? Chinese terror cells. See, terror just doesn't belong to Islam. Could Chinese have have they have they invaded? Have the Russians invaded? Whoever our enemies are coming through open borders, and are they organizing? Are there are there pockets of 
wicked people out there who are organized. If you don't know that there are, you are a fool. You're a fool. And nothing will be more terrifying. That's why they call it terror. Nothing will be more terrifying than when we see some of these terror groups, not all Muslims, thank you, begin to do outrageous things in smaller communities. We have not seen fear like we're going to see then. And if you're smart enough, I didn't mean that to sound that way. Folks, all of our resources, all of our military is heading overseas. Our money's going to Ukraine. It's all being gobbled up over there in the Middle East. Who is defending the homeland, the home front? You with me? You guys picking up with me? That's, that's why I'm telling you, we are, we are, at, we are, wow, we are, I don't know where we are, but we are somewhere. Yes, Kimberly, last night, New York City warned people that they need to be vigilant because why? Because these people have infiltrated. For the last 20 years, they've been coming in and getting organized underground. What? Those who are of their father, the devil. And the works of their father, they will do. Are you you tracking with me here, folks? So we are making ourselves so vulnerable here as we're looking there. Look over here. Look over here. And we're so vulnerable on the homeland. There's a devil loose. We'll never forget it. And there is an invasion of Christ-hating people coming across our border. Clay, say amen. Somebody say amen. Those Amen. people are not Christ-loving people just coming to America to make America great. Maybe some of them are, but no, 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 no. There's something far more sinister going on. Why? Because the devil has a team. The devil has a team, and they are running plays, folks. They're running plays. They're orchestrated in their play. Now, what is our play? Our prey is... Return of Jesus. That's our play. That's our play. Return of Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be a lot of calamity and a lot of terror that's going to hit this American homeland <laughs> before Jesus returns. I'm going to tell you that, boys and girls. Now, let me take that and let me lead on to this because I, I think it consider what you guys, what we all seem to miss. The church, all of us, we get wrapped up and uh, we're, we're not organ. I'm sorry, we're not unified in the church. The Bible says in Psalm 133, I think it is, where there's unity, God will command the blessing. Look at the division just in the evangelical church. Just look at the divisions. Look at the denominations. Look, look at how there is absolutely, literally no unity. Doesn't appear to be any unity anywhere. And why is there no unity anywhere? Because that's the work of the devil to divide and conquer, right? Racism, sexism, all, all, of, all of it designed to do the same thing, right? Catholics against Protestants. We've got people in America celebrating the attack on Israel. The chaos is everywhere we look, okay? Now, hang on, hang on. Are you ready for this? Friends, you are a spiritual being. You're not a fleshly one. Now, you are, you are a spirit that lives in a body and possesses a soul. That's all of us, all of us. You are a spirit who is going to live forever or die forever somewhere, right? The whole, the whole idea of heaven and hell and eternal, burn in hell forever, yada, yada, yada. Well, it's like you're going to be in heaven forever, burn in hell forever. Is it an eternal, continuous burning in hell? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The worst thing about hell will be total, complete separation from God. It would be good if it was annihilation, if you just burned up and disappeared. But from what I understand, what the Bible teaches, that's not what it is. It will be a place where you will be in eternal torment, whatever that means. Eternal torment or eternal bliss, if I understand it right. Okay, bear with me. So this, I'm, I, I'm going, I'm going to be 71 years old in six weeks. 71 years old, and I was sitting around, kind of reminiscing my fleshly life, 
the other day, reminiscing about my fleshly life. When I was in high school and, and, and uh, went to college and yada, 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 and my early, early marriage life and when I started to have children and then my time in London, and all of a sudden I wake up and I'm 71 years old. But are you looking at me? Are you looking at me? My body's 71 years old, but my spirit man's still. He's, he's ageless. He's timeless. Do you, do you understand that, friends? you understand that? That your outward man's perishing. That's what Paul says. He's perishing. I can't, I can't run a mile anymore. Maybe I could. I doubt. I can't run a mile anymore. I used to be able to run 10, but I can't because why? Because I'm perishing. This outward man is perishing. Friends, this whole thing that we're dealing with is a spiritual issue, not a physical issue. It's not physical. You, your body is going to die, but you aren't. Huh? Yeah. Hey, Clay, where'd you come from? Where did you come from, Clay? Where did you come from, Betty? Where did that little seed that made you, this thing called life, where did it come from and where does it go? And so at the bottom of the, at the, bottom of the rung is this question. What have you done with Jesus? Nothing else in your life matters other than what have you done with Jesus. Israel doesn't matter. Jews don't matter. None of it matters. Because at some point, you are going to pass, all of us are going to pass into this thing called eternity where there is no time. We can't conceive of that, can we? We really can't. We can't. But that's the bottom, that's the bottom line of it. And one of the things that's happened here is we have fleshified, I don't even know if that's the word. We have fleshified religion. We've made it all about what we do, what we say, where we go, what we obey, all that stuff. And friends, are you looking at me? Look, can I tell you the truth? I think the Sabbath is Saturday. I think it's Saturday. And I've gone to church on Sunday my whole life, my whole life. I'm going to tell you this. That won't matter a hoot in hell when I stand before Jesus, whether I followed the right day or not. You understand that? Do you really understand that? Amen. Who are burdened by rules and regulations and laws and do's and don'ts. And if I understand it right, even if I didn't, even if I celebrated the wrong Sabbath, uh, that's under the blood when I stand before Jesus. Does anybody does anybody want to argue with me on that? No, because because why? Because all the feasts and all that stuff, God bless them, but they're they're a fleshly outward exp- outward expression of a spiritual condition. All right, bear with me. I see your hands popping up. Bear with me a second. I'll get to you. <clears throat> so you're a spirit. You live in a body. You possess a soul. And someday you are leaving this body. And what happens after we leave that body, I guess that's open for debate. We know what Christianity teaches. But the truth be be, be told, we, in Christendom, we don't even agree. We don't even agree in Christendom. We have, we have some people in, in Christendom who believe in the actual infilling of the Holy Spirit. Look, if you're a spirit, Bible says those who worship me must worship me in spirit and truth. If you're a spirit, then evidently your body holds a spirit. When you get born again, the Bible teaches us that you get to be, you get born spiritually from on high. Born, you're born again. What does that mean? I don't know because we because we we understand flesh things. We don't understand spiritual things. We don't understand. But I know this. I got born again, and my whole life changed. Now I'm still a spirit man walking through a natural world. All of us are. But at the end of the day, when I die, when I cross over. When I leave this natural realm in my spiritual condition, when I cross over, behold, everything's new. 
I leave all that stuff behind. All the Sabbaths, all the all the holidays, all the all of that, all the feasts. It isn't, it ain't gonna amount to a hoot in hell when I stand before the Lord. And by, and by this, see, look, folks, here's, here's I guess here's the point I'm trying to make. We have mortify means to kill. That's not what I'm, I want. We have we have made Christianity about our mortal bodies and this here on earth, when in fact it's a passing through from here. Am I, are you tracking with me? Tracking with me? And so that's why yesterday we got on the idea of the Jews and chosen people and yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. And we're all focusing again on what? We're focusing on the flesh. An unsaved Jew is lost. An unsaved Muslim is lost. An unsaved Baptist is lost. An unsaved Catholic is lost. An unsaved Lutheran is lost. An unsaved non-denominational is lost. An unsaved Pentecostal is lost. You understand this, friends. You understand this. It's not about any of that other stuff. It doesn't have anything to do with any of that other stuff of rebuilding a temple and all that. And maybe all that's going to happen. That's all good. What have you done with Jesus? That's the thing. What have you done with Jesus? And not only what have you done with Jesus, what are you doing with Jesus for others? That's all that matters. None of this other stuff. None of this other. Hey, folks, do you know that a nuclear bomb could go off today in Columbus, Ohio, and poof, millions into eternity? And arguing about who the Jews are and who the Jews aren't and this feast and that feast. (laughs) Somehow that isn't going to matter, is it? Somehow it's not going to matter. So I'm going to throw this into you uh, real quickly. A couple things. And I I want uh, two things. we, We can't get this. We cannot get this. Pull up uh, number, pull up Galatians. Pull it up. Uh, who's that got in it? I didn't look. John, Johnny, I see your hands. Just hang on. Let me let me get let me get this off my chase. Huh? <clears throat> uh, oh, foolish Galatians, who's what you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only what I learn of you received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, that now you're made perfect by following all the rules and regulations? Is that, is that what? Scroll on down, scroll on, clear on down. I don't want to read all through it. I'm looking for something. <clears throat> hey, hang on, hang on. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it's written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. If you're going to line up and you're going to follow Jewish tradition, baby, you better keep every one of them. You better keep every daggone one of those laws. By that, no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It's evident. For the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith. The man that doeth them shall live in them. You're going to live by laws and rules and regulations, baby? All right. That's what you're going to be judged of. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for it's written, cursed is every man that hangs on the tree. Brethren, hang on, slow down a minute. Right there, boy. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be a man's covenant, yet it be confirmed. No man disannulls her attitude. You cannot change the covenant that God made. The blood of Jesus covers all your sin, period. Now to Abraham and his seed, where the promises made. You better listen. He saith not in two seeds, as of many. No, no, no. One seed. <laughs> he said, Abraham's seed, one seed, and that seed is Christ. See, Abraham was a father of many nations, but the purpose of Abraham was to get that perfect seed through. And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of none effect. He said, you can follow all the laws. You can break all the laws. It's it's of no use if you don't have Christ. For if the inheritance be of the law, it's no more promise. But God gave it to Abraham by a promise. What? Oh, yeah. 
Go on down, go on down. I don't, you can read this on your own. You should, right? Huh? All right. Wherefore, the law is our schoolmaster to bring our spirit men unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we're no longer under any law. What's well, a schoolmaster? The schoolmaster is the law. We just read that. The law is our schoolmaster. But after faith has come, you know, it ain't about rules and regulations anymore, boys and girls. It ain't about that. For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Are you guys here seeing the same thing I'm seeing? Here? Are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing here? Right? Who are the children of God? Hey, I'm, I'm, look, I'm sorry. It ain't the Jews. <laughs> Sorry. It isn't anybody who's not a child of Christ. It's no, if you're not a child of Christ, you're not a child of God. For as many of you, for you are the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. For there is neither Jew nor Greek. Boom. We're gone. It's gone. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. Why? Because your spirit man is genderless. Amen. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Are you sitting down, Clay? And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What's with it? Christians, come out from among them. Get out of that mess. Boy, I'm feeling it. Hmm. Thank you. Pull up, it says, uh, Jew inwardly, right after number seven. Right after number seven. Jew inwardly. And I'm going to open it up. Behold, this is what is this, Johnny? This is Romans, Pastor Tim's favorite spot to be. Romans 2, 17 through 28. Behold, thou art called a Jew, and resteth in the law, and makest thy boast of God. So you think you're special because you're a Jew, is what Paul's saying. And you know this. And approve us the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law. And you're confident that you yourself are the guide of the blind and light of them which are in darkness. He's talking about those who are of the Jewish persuasion who think their Judaism and following the law is going to save them. And are confident that you know that you yourself are a guide of the blind, a light of them which are dark, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and the truth in the law. You think you know it all, Mr. Pharisee and Sadducee, rule maker and rule follower. An instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of the truth in the law. Thou therefore, which teaches another, Teaches thou not yourself? You that preaches a man should not steal, do you steal? You that say a man should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You that abhors idols, do you commit sacrilege? You that maketh the boast of the law through breaking the law, dishonoreth God? Keep going. We're getting there. We're getting there. For circumcision, flesh, fleshly obedience, Verily profiteth, if thou keep the law. But if you be a breaker of the law, then dude, you might as well not even got circumcised. If you're trusting on circumcision to save you, baby, you're in some serious trouble. Therefore, if the uncircumcision, in other words, there if Coach Dave, who was born outside of Judaism, keep the righteousness of the law, Shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? In other words, does he have to be one of you and do all of your rules and regulations for salvation? Can some lost guy follow those rules? Well, 
and shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter and circumcision doth transgress the law. Okay, you ready? Are you ready, Clay, Myra, James, Roger, Keith, Trump? You guys ready? For he is not a Jew, which is one fleshly, outwardly. Neither is that guy who circumcised, which is outward in the flesh. Boom. If you have not had circumcision of your heart, receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, all this other stuff is malarkey. Are you a Jew Jew inwardly? Or Jew outwardly? Look at me. Every one of those Jews, those people who call themselves Jews, apart from Christ, are dead in their trespasses and sins. All of every one of them. Plus, all of those Muslims and all of those Catholics and all those Baptists and all those Methodists who have not put on Christ are doomed. Amen. Yeah, what's going on in the culture and the society today? The oldest trick in the book, divide and conquer. Make it about Palestinians and about Israelis and about Jews and about all this other stuff are nothing more than distractions of the devil. Hey, friends, what have you done with Jesus? What have you done with Jesus? And then once you become, I'm sorry, I'm going to step on some toes. Oh, I'm going to step on some toes. Once you've received Christ as your Savior, I'm sorry, you don't have to follow feasts. You should. But if you don't, it's under the blood. It's a irrevocable. No, no, see, I don't believe in once saved, always saved. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. I believe you could turn to walk away. And the Bible says the Lord will blot out your name out of the book of life. He will. But the idea that I'm somehow in trouble because I missed church on Sunday or Saturday, whatever it be. Who can separate us from the love of God? Doesn't it say that somewhere? Who can separate us from the love of God? Where is that? Then you don't have to go there. Romans 8. Romans 8. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. If you've received Christ as your Savior, nothing can separate him other than a total and complete turning away. 838. Nothing. 838, is that what it is? For I'm persuaded that nay, in all these things were more than conquerors. In all these things were more than conquerors. I'm persuaded neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, no matter whether you keep all the feasts or not. We have to be very, very careful because we, we, we holy and righteous ones, we love to we love to become Pharisees in our own right, don't we? We love to say, oh, yeah. Oh, you, what, you drank a beer? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, you, you, you're missing church on Sunday to go to the football game? Oh, oh, oh. See, if your heart isn't grieved because you're putting football over the Lord, that, that, that's the issue. It's an issue of the heart. It's not a salvation issue. Now I've really stirred up. I really, I, I haven't gotten nearly where I want to go yet, nearly. But I hate a show where I do all the talking all the time. So let me, let me crack some of you in here real quick. James, you've been waiting a while. Come on in. In fact, James, this might be your first time to speak. Come on in. Don't unmute yourself. Jeff, Jeff Klein, go ahead while we get James figured out. James is a little, I don't know if you're on your phone. I don't know if you're on your computer. There's a little thing down the, at the bottom has a microphone on it. You have to unmute yourself. Go ahead, Jeff. Coach, I just shared this before the show, but I just want to say thank you to Pastor Tim Tubra, Pastor Dale, Pastor Clint, and then the other ones, Clay, Randy, and other guys, and they're not pastors. I shared this last night, and it's funny you come up with Romans 8. But if you want, when I get done here, pull up Romans 8 and read like the first 14 verses or so. I shared this last night because we didn't have a pastor. 
So I told him, oh, Bill Rogers, come in with this hat on. Make America great again. Brand new hat. I said, listen, I'm a Trump guy and all this. I said, but if we don't make the church great again, we ain't going to make America great. And they wanted to bring up in the praise reports about Israel and about this. I said, listen, I understand all that. I said, but we're going to go through some things here tonight. Most of these people that we're following ain't filled with the Holy Spirit. Our government, all them Catholics, Schumer, Pelosi, they're not filled with the Holy Spirit. They have a form of godliness and deny the power thereof. From such men turn away, the Bible says. And I said, look at our schools. There's no form of godliness in there. And they're training up all them little kids. I said, look around us right here. Columbus Road. We got the railroad tracks. They got Columbus Road. They got Speedway. I said, there's chaos everywhere. Drunkenness, drug overdoses. People's lives are a wreck. And what are we doing? So we went through Romans 8 and chatted about that. And I told him, I said, when chaos hits the fan, I've been saying it for the last couple of years, these so-called churchgoers, and I explained why I call them churchgoers, I said, they're all going to be diving under the pews in fear because they don't get it. So we went through all this, and they actually chimed in. And when we got done, I said, listen to me. Because I said, we've got people that are, one lady said, well, we follow man and not the Holy Spirit. I said, exactly, Janice. And I said, we got problems right here in this garage. I said, Pastor Bill had to pull out because of what's going on with the feds. I said, and people left. They were following a man coming to this garage. I said, this is nonsense. So we went to that Romans 8. I told them when they left last night, I said, listen to me. I'm going to camp here. Past, I said, 2,000 shows every morning, almost. And we got some great people in there putting an input. So we're going to use some of this stuff in the garage. And I said, now your assignment for tonight is next week when you come back, you go out this week and share Jesus with somebody. Somebody. And you come in and give us a story, a testimony next week. I want to hear it. Amen. 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 By the way, Jeff, Monday, I think it's show number 2,000. Dale, come on in. Hallelujah. Glad to come after Jeff, brother. Coach. I had one of these divine moments. It was about two weeks ago. The Lord woke me from my sleep. And he said this. He asked me this. He says, do do your children know how to articulate salvation to a lost sinner? Because that coach, when I look at this, what's going on over in the Middle East on both sides, both sides are misinformed and perishing without christ and so i i take the time and i i'm i'm you know all you know my kids they grew up out in the streets but with abigail now that the abortion clinics are closing down it's sporadic so i've had the opportunity to teach my because this is where it's at john chapter 3 3 right jesus looks at at nicodemus right the pharisee of pharisees the teachers of the teachers and he says nicodemus i tell you the truth unless a man is born again. Forget getting in there. He says, you won't even see the kingdom of God. <laughs> Coach, right there. And it was like, so my daughter now can articulate John 3, 3. Uh, the Rome, right? We know the Romans wrote Romans 3, 23, Romans 5, 12, Romans 6, 23, right? Romans 9, 9 and 10, Exodus 20. So, and I've got her to understand what it is to identify sin, the origins of sin, the differences between death and life, right? And then bringing a person to, because coach, listen, and this is great because I just sit back and have been listening, you know, the past few days and it, and it, I look at this and I go, and I see people, they got their Palestinian flags on this side of New York and this side <laughs> with their Israeli flags. And I don't see one Christian flag. What, what, Coach, we are failing at this. I said, listen, as, and my daughter can. And then articulating Matthew chapter five. And coach, this is this is really at what are we doing for the kingdom of God? What greater thing can we do? Proverbs says a man who wins souls is wise. wise. Looked at yeah. my daughter I said, if I'm not there, what will you do with your unlost friends? And in two weeks now, she literally can articulate those most important things everywhere in the bible most of it is written to the believers but when you go to john 3 3 that he's speaking to to an unbeliever he is speaking to them how important this is we're living it listen that crazy stuff going over there i mean i i believe that the hooks are being put into the jaws and pulled into something we're in a powder keg but i do know this when you said it what are you doing 
right? For the kingdom of God and to the unsaved. What are we doing with that, coach? We're too busy infighting, right? While people are perishing in Israel, they're perishing, coach, right? They're perishing. Yeah, they don't hear Christ. Yeah, we're worshiping the Jews. I mean, that's that. And, and that's coach, and the and the Palestinian the the Palestinians. Guess what? They're perishing, right? They're both perishing without Christ. Amen. 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 Keith, come on in. I got something I'm going to show you here in a minute. You're going to believe. Go ahead, Keith. Yeah, I just had a little bit of a question on you know. It's like uh, as far as the Judaizing is concerned, I don't see where there's any problem. You know, practicing you know, like the um, festivals of the Jews, as long as you don't commit to them, you know, and and and. and no, I, I do what, I'm not against. Do I'm not against it. I'm not against it. No, no, no. Don't don't take it wrong. But it's not. Right, about I'm it. not. I'm just you know. It's not about that, come, though, right? It's not about that. Kind of coming across that way. I just asking. Amen. Amen. Roger. Well, I I've enjoyed the last couple of days with Pastor Jennings, but I think it needs to wrap up in the next day or so, so we can spend some time on the uh, NFL schedule on Sunday. <laughs> But in all seriousness, um, it comes down to your talk today. All of this history is, I guess, is important. And I think a lot of political decisions and the John Hagees are making decisions based on a false premise. Right. But when all the dust settles, they don't know Christ. And that's the key. That's it. Jew, Muslim, pagan, you know, Roman, whatever. They, if they do not know Christ, all of this history we're talking about. The only thing I think that's dangerous of ending there and not going a little bit further is the church puts so much emphasis on coming to Christ, coming to Christ, coming to Christ, which we all agree is the foundation. But I think we have to add to that the language, what then? What then? Because there is such emphasis in the Southern Baptist Church or whatever church of salvation. And then they just kind of leave them. You know what I'm saying? They, <laughs> yes, we got them saved. They don't know what so to do with them. They don't know. So it's, it's not only that the, the, the Jews um, do not know Christ and their eternity is away from God in hell. But once a person comes to Christ, what then? The obedience that is yes. required and yep. why to be obedience, the knowing of his word. To, you know, that's that's got to be a part of this. They don't know Christ. They yep. don't know Christ. They're going to go to hell. But if, we, if they come to Christ, what then? Amen. Amen. Let me uh, pull something up here real quickly, and I'll get to you in a second, Mario, I promise. Bring up number seven for me. And I was going to, I want to, I don't want to belabor this, okay, folks? Jesus said, not all, not all Israel is Israel. Jesus, Jesus said that, right? Jesus said, those who say they are Jews and are not. Now, if I understand it, right, if I understand what Charles Jennings told us, we were all originally Hebrews, 12 tribes, Hebrews. And out of that came Judaism. But how many of you have heard of what is called Ashkenazi Jews or Khazar Jews? So I went to a website. This is a Jewish website, friends. Jewish website, okay? In fact, what's the name of it? MyJewishLearning.com. MyJewishLearning.com. Are you ready? Can you make it a little bit bigger? Because, hey, folks, it's after the Spirit. Not after the flesh. It's not after the flesh. Ashken this is a Jewish website. Ashkenazi Jews are the Jewish ethnic identity most readily recognized by North Americans. The culture of matzah balls, black-hatted Hasidim, and Yiddish. This, ethnic this ethnicity originated in medieval Germany. There wasn't even a Germany when Jesus was here. Although, strictly speaking, Ashkenazism refers to Jews of Germany. 
The term has come to refer more broadly to Jews from Central and Eastern Europe. Jews first reached the interior of Europe by following the trade routes along waterways during the 8th and 9th century. So if I read this right, up until 8th and 9th century, Judaism wasn't even anywhere. You ran by me there, John. Come on back down to me here, buddy. There you go. Oh, so hang on. Eventually, the vast majority of Ashkenazi Jews relocated to Poland, Lithuania, Latvia, Ukraine, Belarus, where princes welcomed their skilled and educated workforce. The small pre-existing Polish Jewish community customs were displaced by the Ashkenazi prayer order called and customs in Yiddish language. Folks, do you understand what, what, I, what I tried to show yesterday? Is the bloodline doesn't go back to Jesus. Jewish life and learning thrived in Northwestern Europe. The yeshiva culture of Poland, Russia, and Lithuania produced a constant stream of new Talmudic scholarships. In 18th century Germany, the Haskalah movement advocated for modernization, introducing the modern denomination and institution of secular Jewish culture. And although the first American Jews were Sephardic today, Ashkenazis are the most populous ethnic group in North America. The modern religious denomination developed in Ashkenazi countries, and therefore most of North America synagogues use the Ashkenazi literature. In other words, the Jews in America, it says there, aren't really bloodline Jews, they're converts from something else. You get it, friends? Why? Because Christ didn't want us idolizing one group of people. No Jew, no Greek, because what? It's a spiritual thing. It's spiritual. It's not physical. It's spiritual. Myra, come on in. Coach, thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth. It is written, 1 Corinthians 2, 10 to 11. That is 1 Corinthians 2, 10 from 11. But God have revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yeah, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Amen. James Thomas, come on in, James, if you can. Unmute yourself. Jack, while we wait on Jim, go ahead, Jack. Jack will be a delay, too, because he's <laughs> dead air. Okay, so, so hang on. Come on in, Jack. I'll wait for you. While we're waiting on him, please get up for me on the screen, number six. Jack, you there? Yeah, okay, I'm back. Hey, uh, just to follow up on what Roger said, um, the the idea that, and I've, I've, I've mentioned this before, my wife and I were traveling years ago, listening to some tapes, and what it said, something's wrong. Whoa, we lost Jack. We James, can't keep wasting in? these carbon credits. What's that? We can't keep wasting these carbon credits. What are common credits? I'm not with you. Carbon credits. So I get up on the screen. Who were the Khazars? Folks, I'm trying to show you again Yesterday, Charles Jennings made the case that really bloodline ain't got anything to do with it anymore. It didn't got anything to do with it. You want to say Jesus was a Jew? Well, look here. This is a case. Again, Shabbat, another Jewish website. Not much is known about the early origins of the Khazars. This is most of American Jews. A semi nomadic people who in the late sixth Century. You with me? Established an empire covering the southeastern section of modern European Russia, South Ukraine, Crimea, and Kazakhstan. 
The kingdom of Khazaria long served as a buffer between the Christian Byzantine Empire, the Islamic Umayyad, and Abbasid Caliphates. Sometime around the year 740 CE, the kings and ruling class, followed by members of the general population, decided to convert to Judaism. Do you see this, folks? Khazar Jews, Ashkenazi Jews, which is most of America, didn't even, didn't even exist before 740. That's most of Judaism in America today. In the world today, actually. Actually, right? Amen. Uh, I'm, just try, I'm just trying to give you some truth here. I, okay, now look. Put these websites in there. You do your own research. I'm, I'm, done, I'm done talking with it. I'm done talking with it. Now, I don't deny that what's happening in Israel, Jerusalem, is <laughs> something going on there. Something going on there, for sure. But I'm here to tell you, oh, my goodness. We're all God's people by the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. There's no Jew. There's no Greek. There's no Presbyterian, there's no Lutheran, there's no Methodist, there's no Baptist. Do you understand it? Do you understand it? Amen. George, come on in. Yeah, man, you're hitting it exactly, hammering it right here today. Yep, those Ashkenazi Jews were such murderers that they mur- Russia held them accountable and said, you're going to choose between Judaism or Islam Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. And they chose Judaism there. That's when they hijacked Judaism. Okay, so so listen. Thank you, George. Look, folks, listen. Uh, I I can't even say. Can I say it, Clay? Because if I say it, they're going to accuse me of something. They're going to accuse me of something, right? Can I say it? Say it, coach. Okay, I'm going to. I'm not making any justification or any defense for anybody. Anything. I'm not. I'm not. Did Hitler know these weren't bloodline Jews? He knew. Do, do you guys hear what I just said? Amen. Did he understand this? Does John Hagee understand this? Huh? George Soros? George Soros? It's a child of God? George Soros? Charles Schumer? What? Diane Feinstein, advancing the kingdom of God, holy, righteous, walking in the ways of the Dudes, if you think that, I don't even know what to tell you. Open your eyes. Why? Because we're God's children. Didn't we just read that somewhere in the script? Didn't I just read that? Didn't, we just, didn't I just read that? The word now, the Abraham's seed, where was that? Somebody help me out. Where was that? We're Abraham's seed now. Galatians. Yeah. Is that Romans 8? We're, we're Abraham's seed. Not those Khazarians or those Ashkenazis. We're it. By the way, those Ashkenazis and Khazarians, they can become Abraham's seed too, but they have to receive Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male or female because we're a spirit. We're all are one in Christ. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and you get all those promises. Dudes, dudes, it's not Jewish blood, Catholic blood, Muslim blood. It's the blood of Jesus. That makes us all one family. Lauren, come on in. Good morning, sir. Um, couple first thing is 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 that they're all the, the whole thing at this is they're they're going after Jesus. That's the whole thing. It's being Christian, being after it's after Jesus. They're yes, after the feet of Jesus, who, you know, um, you know, regardless of all the politics that go with it, it's Judaism. Jesus is, it was a, you know, was a Nazarene. And that's what this is about. 
that's that is exactly what this is about and 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 they're gonna slaughter they're gonna try satan wants to slaughter everything that has to do with jesus everything that has to do with nazareth everything that has to do with that nazarene jesus of nazareth that's right and so now in the name of god the father jesus christ in the power of the holy spirit we ask you lord god to do your thing as we lock and load our prayers to you as one we ask you father to protect this nation and protect our babies lord god and to stop any sleeper cells keep them asleep get rid of them do what you need to do and we're asking you together with one voice to send garrons of angels here in the united states and around the world around the world to do your thing to fight on our behalf we don't know exactly how we know but we don't know so you know what we're fighting against and we're asking you father in the courts of heaven right now to in the in your war room go to war on our behalf not because we deserve it because we have all fallen short and sinned against you and only you have we sinned against and done this evil in your sight forgive us god in the blood of jesus christ and thank you for what you're going to do in the victory and thank you for bringing this huddle together so that we can go play and thank you for the coaches the coach that you've given us and his wife that that coaches him through the power of the holy spirit in jesus name amen amen thank you dear. amen reggie come on in hey coach i haven't slept much because all i've been doing is praying god has me up <laughs> but yeah. you were talking about hitler what people don't understand and that's why it, it irks me to no end when people say pray for israel no pray for humanity those that are left with the free will of god that haven't mm-hmm. given themselves over Amen. to uh be repentive and convert because if the holocaust doesn't give you an indication of of what they're capable of they don't care they're demonic they're That's demonic right. <laughs> so rothschilds built israel the state of israel it's not israel they they slaughtered true semites that's what the whole holocaust in europe was about it wasn't about the jews they killed everybody and anybody that got in their way and they used it as to stand on to gain money to to go into israel that's what this whole thing is about nobody's getting it and they keep saying pray for israel i am never going to pray for israel whatever because i know what it is god's israel we are israel Israel. we are israel It's not a land. People need to wake up. We need to start praying because right now I'm getting reports from survivors. I'm getting reports from people that that they're telling us it's time. They've just switched the light on. And everybody who's a Trump follower, he's part of this. He is a he is a cabalist. People don't get this. There's no man that's coming. You better pray your ass for Jesus to come save you because this is so spiritual. There is no man. There is no army. It is God and his army. So Amen. just people need to really understand what's going on here. Amen. If you could real quick, I, I see, uh, uh, let's see, George, quickly, if you can, quickly, George, go ahead. Okay. That's one, right. It's accurate. One, one number one for um, me. What I, what I wanted to say was this. It boils down to this. They're terrified of his name and Amen. his blood. We're covered in his blood and it's Christ in us that they're terrified. Amen. Amen. Jonathan. This bluff seed of the serpent seed. John, put this at 1.5 speed if you can. Folks, I, this is, I saw this this morning. Bobby, I think, posted it. This nails it. Go ahead. This is Pete Santelli. Go ahead. This conflict right now is culminating into what Albert Pike said would come. A World War Three scenario. You want me to read it to you again? You want me to read it to you again? I'm going to read it to you again. The Illuminati, look at this. The First war, World War is to be, this is Albert Pike in 1871, okay? Mm-hmm. Albert Pike, an American general who had been enticed into the Illuminati by Giuseppe Mazzini, completed his military br- blueprint for three world wars and various revolutions throughout the world in 1871, culminating in moving his great conspiracy into its final stage. The details are as follows. The First World War is to be fought for the purpose of destroying the Tsar in Russia, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. He wrote this. Mm-hmm. By the way, he wrote this in 1871. When was World War I kicked off? Of course, the Tsar in Russia is promised by Nathan Mayer Rothschilds in 1815. The Tsar is to be replaced with communism, which is to be used to attack religions, predominantly Christianity. 
The difference between the British and German empires are to be used to foment war. Ah. The Second World War is to be used to foment the controversy between fascism and political Zionism, with the oppression of Jews in Germany a linchpin in bringing hatred against the German people. This is designed to destroy fascism, which Rothschild created, and increase the power of political Zionism. This war is also designed to increase the power of communism to the level that it equaled that of united Christendom. The Third World War, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, you ready? The Third World War is to be played out by stirring up hatred of the Muslim world for the purposes of playing the Islamic world and the political Zionists off against one another. While this is going on, the remaining nations would be forced to fight themselves into a state of mental, mental physical, spiritual, and economic exhaustion. Pike also wrote a letter to Giuseppe Messini in which he states the following. We shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists, and we shall provoke a great social cataclysm, which in all its horrors will show clearly to all nations the effect of absolute atheism, the origin of savagery, and of most bloody turmoil. Then everywhere, the people will be forced to defend themselves against the world minority of the world revolutionaries, and will exterminate those destroyers of civilization and the multitudes disillusioned with Christianity, whose spirits will be from that moment without direction, without leadership, and anxious for an ideal, but without knowledge where to send its adoration, will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer, brought finally into public view. I say death to Lucifer. Mm -hmm. Death to their the Luciferian agenda. That is the plan. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That's the plan that they wrote. And it seems like they're doing a pretty good job. It's also scriptural. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. Let, let's take a look. And we're going to talk about the, the biblical aspects of what we're talking about here. Okay? Um, watch this. We have now thousands of Palestinians at the site of the third temple that is being built. Here they are right now. This is within hours. Okay? And by the way, the attack on Israel was termed the Al-Aqsa operation by the Israeli-created Hamas, mm -hmm. at least. Here they are. Uh, you can shut it down. So it's a clash of two kingdoms, folks. Nothing has ever changed. And Albert Pike, whether you believe it or not, laid it out of how they were going to destroy what? Christianity. The seed of the serpent, the seed of the woman. It has never changed. And unfortunately, we do not give Satan his due of how conniving and wise he has been. In fact, Jesus told us that the, uh, the children of God are not as wise as the children of the devil. And so they've had a plan. And what's our plan? What's been the plan of God's people? Amen. Evacuation? Are we, are we here to, be, to, uh, to make Jesus Christ conquering king? Or are we to hunker down? Pray for an escape route. Man, this is, we're in the middle of it, baby. Jeff Klein and Clay, or Clay first, because they haven't been on yet. Go Clay and Jeff. Well, the last few days we've been talking about who who, who are God's people. That's right. And uh, scripture says that the church is the bride of Christ and that Christ is the bridegroom. And when you're a bride, you get married. And the Webster's 1828 Dictionary says that in Scripture, marriage means to unite in covenant or in the closest connection. So if we marry Christ, I'd say that we are God's people. The clay, I hate to step on your toe. We're not the church is not the bride of Christ. I'll do a show on that, okay? The bride of Christ is the new Jerusalem. It's a spiritual thing. It's spiritual. Amen. Jeff, come on in. Coach, real quick, just if we can, pull up at Romans 8, read them first few verses. But last night when I closed, I told them all, I said, now listen to me closely. I'm going to read this. Guess what I read them? Has the church taken a knee? <laughs> and I made them listen to it. And we, I read the whole thing. And it was like, here we are, people. 
I said, if you're not in the game, you're going to get splinters in your butt because you're sitting on the bench. You're sitting in the pew. It's the same as getting splinters in your butt. <laughs> it's like, it was good. Folks, listen, let me tell you something. We're, about, we're out of time here. Uh, sanctify yourself. Sanctify your families, your oh. house. Uh, be vigilant. We are, we are heading into something we have, we've never seen. Because why? The Bible said the devil is loose because he knows his time is short. And thank God that we have hope beyond this world. Because Paul said, if we have hope in this world only, we are of all men most miserable. Friends. This, the cataclysmic spiritual battle is raging right in front of us now. It's not about Israel. It's not about the Jews. It's not about the Ashkenazi. It's not about any of that. It is about your responsibility as a child of God to do everything you can do to expand the kingdom of God. That's what it's about. Oh, man. We'll see you tomorrow.